Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan, of course. Uh, this week, I am joined once again by a good friend of mine, a uh, good friend of the podcast. Uh, you know him, you love him. Derek from college. What's up, Derek? What's going on, buddy? Um, I hope they love me. I they, don't know they if do. they actually do. I hope they do. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're podcast listeners, so the love is marginal, but, you know. <laughs> yes, it's a diminishing rate of return for yeah. sure, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's all good. In a, medium, in a medium that's designed to be enjoyed while you do other things, don't expect the love to be too overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Manage my expectations for sure. Yeah, exactly. You want to tamper those down. Oh, absolutely. Way, um, way down. <laughs> well, how, how have you been, man? Uh, it's been a couple weeks since the last time you were on oh, the show. What's what's geez, what's new with you? What's, what's new? What's shaking? Uh, I'm good, man. It's been, you know, been all right. Uh, let's see. What have I done? Just been kind of hanging out at home. Um, been finishing. You went up, up to, to Ventura, right? For I a little did, while? yeah. Up to my parents' place for, for a couple of days. For a lot longer than we thought we were going to. But, mm-hmm, you know, the rolling mm-hmm. blackouts in my home. You wanted, to see the, uh, you wanted to see the wildfires up close, huh? Absolutely. You know, just get it right <laughs> up in my beard. Get, I, it's that wood smoke smell. You can't, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, no, uh, between that, that was good. And then, uh, yeah, started a new job a couple of days ago. So, so Nice, be, nice. Yeah, so that's what's going on in my world right now. Right on, right on, man. How's the dog? <clears throat> oh, Charlie's fantastic. She's a little knucklehead as always. Adorable. But, you know, it's one of those where they're so cute when they do something wrong. You're like, I, I want to punish you. And I... I just can't look at you while I do it <laughs> because you're going to make me cave with your big old brown eyes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's brown good. eyed girl. Brown eyed girl. Yeah, she's uh, <laughs> she's good. She's just running around the apartment chasing a ball or she's actually probably sleeping right now. So nice. That, that works out well for us. Nice. Uh, well, I'm glad you're enjoying the dog. Yeah. I am, of course, enjoying my cat, Katie. She's getting very big. Uh, cats, uh, they grow very big proportionately uh like over a short period of time we've only had her about three months now and Mm -hmm. she's like basically doubled in size which is really crazy dude Uh, i feel you that's like that's like charlie it's the same thing. she's the same proportions she's just bigger yeah (laughs) yeah so it's almost like a different cat it's kind of weird um (laughs) but yeah uh i did some traveling i was in uh i was in texas last week for a few days that uh, it was good. This is my second time out of the state uh, since uh, quarantine and and things like that. And mm-hmm. I gotta say, man, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not a huge fan of flying in general, just because uh, I think I have a perfectly sane and rational fear of being thirty thousand feet in the air in a pressurized tube with other yeah. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> uh, going five hundred miles an hour or however fast they go. Um, but uh, I gotta say, if I'm gonna fly. Uh, the way they're doing flying right now is the way to go. Uh, I don't know if yeah. you've flown anywhere recently, but it is a, it is a dream right now. So we, we took a flight up to Washington it, during the dip when everybody was like, oh, oh yeah, are yeah, going down across the Western seaboard. We should be right. cool. We were like, sweet. We're out to Washington. And that was an absolute nightmare. Like I, my anxiety kicked up so hard. So I'm glad to hear that, you know. Your, your experience was a little bit better. I mean, we were talking, the guy on the return flight from Washington sitting right in front of us, bandana on his face. We're going to put that in very loose terms. It was <laughs> around his face. And every time the stewardess came up, he kept, he pulled it up just up to just under his nose, you know, cause that's mm-hmm. how that works. And she's yeah. like, Oh my God, bro, please <laughs> just, it's not that hard. Put something on your face for it. This yeah. is an hour and a half flight. Like, 
Jeez, mm-hmm. sorry your inconvenience for this. Oh, and then when we were leaving, we flew out of John Wayne. And for those of you that are not local California, John Wayne's uh-huh. in Orange County, and mm-hmm. um, absolutely no one was wearing masks in that airport because apparently, <laughs> the, being the rich, rich having the riches and the money that Orange County does, their money will save them. It keeps yeah, them yeah, immune from from the COVID because that's only what us dirty poor people have. Yes, yes, that that's yeah, how it so works. What was your experience like traveling out to there? My experience was grand, uh, I must say. Uh, it I flew out of LAX, and uh, first and foremost, uh, uh, security lines are a breeze now uh, because the number of air tra- the, mm. the amount of air traffic is like greatly been reduced. So like that the amount of true, yeah. So I got through. You get through security now, and you know I got through security. I like to fly in the morning, so I got uh, mm-hmm. my flight. I got there at like eight thirty. My flight was at like. 11 or so no my flight was at like 10 30 uh but anyway uh so the the security line took me about 10 minutes to get through which is great um and then like i think because i fly in the morning and it was on a weekday and i was going to austin which is kind of like a a a, um the austin airport and the dallas fort worth airport because they're in texas they're kind of centrally located they're like a, a popular like um um like transfer airport yeah so like i feel like i got a lot of like the regular people who have to travel for work so they kind of are cool with the protocols and so everybody had their mask on there was no issue that was great um and just like they take extra time to sanitize the plane and the seats and they give you hand sanitizer packets when you walk in and they don't sell the middle seats anymore so like you never have someone sitting directly next to you which is just it's just incredible <laughs> can we just make that like a standard thing from now on i really hope nothing, so there's nothing worse on a flight than when you're sitting there are you an aisle or are you a window seat guy i am an aisle guy because i have long guy. legs and i like to be able to uh get that extra leg room into the aisle once we get okay. up in the air see that's so weird because i'm also a longman and uh-huh. i prefer the window seat just because i like to have that window and natural light because i read a lot or whatever oh yeah i got gotcha. you doesn't matter how you slice it aisle or mm-hmm. window we can all agree that it does it's not this person's fault but we all hate the person that sits in the middle seat yes you know? yes it's we like, do i don't even know you but i'm already judging you <laughs> and i feel badly about that but also mm-hmm. why why <laughs> yeah you know i think you know i think if i was going to do like a long flight somewhere i would probably prefer the window because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to have to keep uh, moving out of the way for people to use the bathroom. But on like short, like commuter flights, like a couple hours, like I don't mind the aisle because most people aren't getting up on a two hour flight. And it's it's just nice, dude, to be able to stretch out in that aisle. You know, oh man, it does suck if you're sleeping and the drink cart comes by because then you either got to move your leg in or like get it smashed, or your elbow (laughs) gets completely destroyed. Yeah, I've had that happen before. Um, Now, have you? Speaking mm-hmm. of this, having that room to stretch out, have you experienced the glories of the emergency exit aisle? Oh, that that is that that is the greatest. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's like a vacation on an airplane right there for people. Like yep. us, where it's like, oh, uh, it's to quote stepbrother. There's so much room for activities. <laughs> yeah, that like is got that awesome seat you got that space between your seat and the emergency exit door and it's just like i love it when they come by and they're like sir in case of an emergency are you prepared to do what's necessary like oh i'll i'll do whatever it takes like you're gonna have to (laughs) like there will not be me sitting there next to the door the door will be open there's just gonna be a smoke outline of me next to the door because i'm already gone the slides inflated or raft or whatever you need like i will be on top of it for you 
Exactly. Uh, yeah. For this I'm, extra legroom you've given me, 100%. I'm your guy. <laughs> See, I, I I think it sounds good, but I do feel like I'm lying to them when I say, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> because if it really came down to it, I don't think I would be down. I would just be like... <laughs> Every man for himself and just like, just bolt, you know? Catch you losers later. Yeah, exactly. Sir, we need you to stand here in the burning wreckage of a plane, assisting people out of the plane. Nah, I'm inflating that slide and I'm gone. Gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'll assist you from the bottom by screaming where you will land. It's fine. I'll call someone when I reach the ground. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll send help. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so traveling was great. Austin Good. was cool. Uh, the event that I did was great. I had some barbecue the first night I was there, oh, which was really good. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? I went to a place called the Salt Lick in Austin. Oh, buddy. and it is really, really, really fantastic. Oh, buddy, it's so good. Mm hmm. Yeah, Ooh. it was great. That makes me um, happy you ate there. Yeah, no, it was phenomenal. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the body of the show here go. and run through some of these headlines. Um, let's do it. All right. Let's start with video games, shall we? I think, you know what? I think we shall. All right. Um, <clears throat> let's see. So we've got full breakdowns here on the PlayStation 5. Yes, sir. And the new Xbox. I think it's what? Series X? Is that what they're calling it? Uh, This... Yes, I believe something so. or other. <laughs> I believe so. I haven't quite gotten all of the info that makes me comfortable for purchasing one or the other. So I'm just kind of mm -hmm. like, all right, we'll just we'll see how you go. But yeah. anyway, yeah, the console wars are back at it again this year. Yes. All right. So I got some info pulled up here. There's the Xbox Series X. Yeah, that's what they're calling it. And the PlayStation 5. And then there's the Xbox Series S uh, and the PlayStation X. 5 digital edition so those are like the more like cheaper sure. consumer models economical um, yeah if you you know video games isn't your entire life and you just want to have a console you probably want to go with one of those um are you looking forward to the new consoles and are you going to buy one of the new consoles uh and or both and if just one of them at first which one do you plan on buying well <clears throat> it's an interesting question because I've had my normal console deal. As you know, I was Xbox hardcore for a very long time. And then in January, a buddy of mine for my wedding bought me a PS4. And mm -hmm. once once I got on the PS4 train, I'm I'm telling you, man, like I I might have been converted mm -hmm. over to PlayStation. But as mm -hmm. as always, um yep. you know, as always with everything, like I'll probably end up getting both at some point. But, right. You know, I, for now, probably right out of the gate, probably get a PlayStation just because there's a little, mm -hmm. there's a couple more titles like, you know, console exclusive titles on that, that, um, you know, that I would like to play kind of thing. But again, at this point, they're getting, they're getting so close into what they offer, you know, that it's, mm -hmm. it really comes, I think it's almost at this point, just coming down to brand preference. Right. But again, you can find me on Derek underscore nickel at on Twitter to scream at me and tell me how stupid I am or how, how smart <laughs> I am. Um, either way, it doesn't matter to me. I'll just be happy to talk to somebody online that about something that, you know, doesn't have a whole mm -hmm. lot of weight to it. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. I, I don't know, man. Like I'm kind of, I'm kind of torn a little bit. Like I'm still not mm -hmm. jury's still out on what I'm going to go with, but I think I'm leaning more towards PlayStation. Okay. So how about you? Um, I think at first, so I, 
so my my initial thought was I'm going to get the PlayStation first because of Spider-Man. Mm. Um, but what I've heard is that Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man Miles Morales game will also be available on PS4, which is oh. the PlayStation I have now. Yeah, me so, too. So, um, and the, when and it'll be um, the speculation is is that it'll be backwards compatible. So like it'll be the PlayStation Five version, but you can play it on a PS4. Gotcha. So what I'm thinking okay. I might do then because on based on pure specs alone, the Xbox is a more powerful machine, and right. you get a little bit more bang for your buck. Um, and I have a PlayStation already, so I'm thinking I I might have changed my mind, and okay. I might do. Because I look at these new consoles as an opportunity to step into the world of 4K gaming. Yes. Oh, because, me too. I'm right uh, there with you. Because I haven't had a... I don't own a 4K TV right now. Right. Uh, I'm like at a uh, the step right below that, like uh, 1440 or whatever that resolution yeah, is. sure. So I'm like, man... You know, I guess now's the time. So I think I'm going to go I'm going to go all in and buy a new TV, like a 4K TV. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I think the first one I'm going to get is the Xbox. Um, okay. And I'm going to get that one just on specs alone. It's just in and I don't know I still don't know. Well, I guess I have to get the Series X, the $500 one if I want to get the the native 4K. So then I will probably do that. So I'll get the Xbox Series X. Um, I'll do that um, just to get all the 4k resolution that i've never experienced before and then uh i'll probably buy uh i'll probably buy spider-man when it comes because that comes out in november i believe i will uh i will buy that and just play it on playstation 4 um yeah and then you know when the and then when i eventually do get a playstation 5 i'll replay it on Mm -hmm. that to see what it looks like in 4k so kind of like what what we all did for grand theft auto 5 Basically, yeah. When 360, when it was on 360, and the Xbox One, for those of us that were too poor to afford an Xbox One right when it came out, <laughs> exactly. and we bought it and played it, we're like, oh, this is much better. <laughs> this, is what it's, this is what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> oh, cool. Neat. And yeah, I feel you on the 4K thing. I'm right there in that in the same trenches with you on that one. Like, I mm-hmm. think on this one, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to upgrade, fully upgrade my whole thing. Now, the problem is, is once we go 4K, then they're going to go 8K, and then they're going to 15,000K, and it's just like... Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like pump the brakes. Can we just do a one year overhaul? Like instead of having multiple <laughs> things per year. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to go with you and, and upgrade. And like I said, I, you know, who knows? Like I'm not married to one, to one or the other. Like I said, I've got a PS4 yep. cranking out pretty much all the good stuff on that. So I'll probably do the same thing you do. It, you're planning on doing is getting the Miles Morales Spider-Man for the PS4 and then mm-hmm. just upgrading i also never buy consoles straight out of the gate just because of Mm -hmm. all the operational issues and the bugs they have to work out i think it's it's one of those if you want if you're somebody that needs to needs to have it like that's your job like (laughs) yeah you know we have a friend from college who works for ign if he needs to do that i'm like yeah totally you need that right away like absolutely go for that but like right out of the gate like give it like six months to a maybe a year before you purchase so they can iron everything out and then you can always they always do like maybe a year in they do the special edition kind of stuff mm-hmm. so with like more storage and better memory better graphics card and all that kind of stuff so you know to each their own though right on yeah um yeah i i'm in total agreement um the uh, Xboxes tend to be. I think I feel like Playstations tend to be a little bit more finicky out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, 
I mean, it's just it's just preference. Uh, I, pr- yeah. I will end up with both of them. Trust me. Yes, this is it. <laughs> as as my shelf looks right now with a PS4 and an Xbox One, so too will my shelf look at some point <laughs> with yeah. both of those new consoles. Um. All right. Let's look at um. So there with the the PlayStation um reveal of the PlayStation Five and the price mm-hmm. point and all of that. There's some video games announced um recently. Uh, there is uh, a Harry Potter uh, RPG announced um, that will be, I think it's PlayStation exclusive. Um, what do you, did you watch the trailer for that? Heck yeah, I watched the trailer for it. All right. What'd you think? I think it looks, I think it looks I think, great. I think it looks great. I think it looks like a massive amount of fun. I. It's called Legacy of Hogwarts, right? Something like that. Something like that. Hogwarts something, Legacy. Hogwarts. Something like that. People yeah. People live in Hogwarts. Um, yeah. <laughs> people live in Hogwarts. Who cares? Do magic. It's um, called Harry Potter game, except he's not in it. <laughs> except he's not in it because it happens hundreds of hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years before Harry Potter. <laughs> um, I think it looks great. I think it was one of those. The trailer ended, and I was like, oh. I think that was the game I never knew I actually wanted to play, but now yep. that you have it, I think I'm down. Like, I'm obviously I love open world third person adventure stuff. I yep. think that um, you know, in the few episodes I've been on, like if people can't tell that we like those kind of games, then you haven't been paying attention. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it looks good. I think the graphics look fun. I think the gameplay just looks like a lot of fun. I'd be excited to. Now, my questions are, do you, you know, as you go on, are you just a student? Do you, you know, mm-hmm. obviously there should be like a skill tree set, you know, going. So it's like, are you more defense? Are you more offense? Are you more like mm-hmm. dark, you know, dark magic kind of stuff? So I think it looks mm-hmm. good. And, you know, it's always a plus because I showed AJ, my wife, the, for those of you who don't know the uh, trailer, and she, she's not a big video game person. And her response was, she goes, that's actually a game I'd like to play. And it's like, yes, mm-hmm. I yeah. got you. So yep. I think it looks good. I think it looks like a really fun time. Yeah, I think it looks great. Um, I think it'll be cool to like, I mean, obviously the selling point for this game is going to be like, you know, all the customization and like mm-hmm. really embodying like a character in that world and, you know, mm-hmm. being able to go to a, you know, choose your house or whatever and like yeah, develop hat. your yeah, develop your yeah. skills and potions and all of that kind of stuff. And all of that sounds really cool. It's like uh, <laughs> it's like family friendly Skyrim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a perfect way to describe it. It's family friendly, mother, mother approved, kid safe Skyrim. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah, and I think the setting in the 1800s is probably going to be really, really fun because yeah, you know, that'll we've be seen interesting. Modern day with Harry Potter, and then we've mm-hmm. seen you know the 40s with the Fantastic Beast movies. But who cares? Because those were terrible. Um, they were very, very, very bad. Yeah, so bad. The internet told me how bad they were, and I was just like. Okay, so I just don't need to see them. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so there's that. So I think the 1800s is going to be a really fun sort of you know throwback way to look at it. You know, so depending mm-hmm. on when they decide to do it in the 1800s, I feel like that could be really cool. Maybe see some origins for some characters. Yeah, in later like some, stories and stuff. Yeah, some characters' ancestors or something like that. Yeah. Maybe they get maybe they get Hagrid's you know dad or well who was a giant i guess no he was the good he was the regular guy his mom was the giant if i remember correctly mm-hmm. also which Derek sounds underscore- like a very at- daunting task <laughs> oh my gosh right also at Derek underscore nickel on twitter if you want to yell at me if i got something <laughs> wrong about that um <laughs> uh, but yeah i think it looks fun man like and that's the thing over anything else like i don't that's the kind of game i don't expect the story to be too strong on 
You know, I don't really right. expect the writing to be overwhelmingly good, but I don't need it to be because it just looks like nope. a fun. It just looks like a fun. It's like, here's a fun game. Like, thank you. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I like fun games. I do, too. <laughs> I do, too. Skyrim. Uh, speaking of Skyrim, it gets a little like Skyrim's too much for me. Uh huh. In what it's, sense? Uh, overwhelming with all of the okay. quests and stuff like at one point. When I was figuring it out, I took on so many quests, I just lost track of which ones were the ones I was supposed to follow through with and ended up spending the rest of my time leveling my guy up, just running around the world doing God knows what. So it's a little too, yeah, too big. It's unwieldy almost. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not a purist or like a traditionalist when it comes to rpgs i'm more of an action rpg guy sure yeah like i I like rpgs that focus a little bit more on like the combat systems same here um uh, and for me skyrim's combat system even though like the 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 player development was is really good in skyrim Mm -hmm. the the combat systems just aren't that compelling to me so i never really got super into it you know what i mean the fighting doesn't really feel great so i was like yeah "Eh." You it know? feels yeah, it feels clunky, yeah, and slow. Um, but, uh, speaking yeah. of which, um, yes. uh, uh, so the Need for Speed series of oh, uh, video yes. games Ooh. have been extremely hit or miss. But uh, yes. I've been I got really bored the other day. I was like, I want a new game. Um, and when I say new, I mean a game I haven't played before. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, something to occupy my time. Something with like good character progression that'll take me a while to kind of work through and stuff. Sure. Um, so I, uh, I think it came out 2019. Uh, there's a game called Need for Speed Heat. Uh, and it is an action RPG, but set in a Need for Speed car racing game. Really? And I got to say, it is fun so far. Well, you um, definitely sold it just now for me. It is, uh, yeah, it's essentially an action RPG, but instead of upgrading like a skill tree or like a, you know, weapons and stuff, you're upgrading cars, mm-hmm. like various cars. <laughs> and uh, it's set in like a fictional version of Miami mm-hmm. um, called Palm City. And okay. you are a new up and coming street racer. And it's kind of cool because there's like legal street races that happen during the daytime and there's illegal street races, races that happen in the nighttime. The daytime races give you money. The nighttime ones give you money and rep, which is like, you know, your reputation meter that you have to. Yeah. That it, it's basically XP. That's how you level yeah. up your driver. Okay. And then the uh, the money that you earn in races, you can spend on car parts. Gotcha. So it's okay. really cool. And the ra- cool. but the racing, it's a good balance because the the player progression, the car progression is great. You can really fine tune every detail of your car. I mean, it's cool because it has like it has like supercars and stuff like that that you can unlock sure. as you like level up. But it also has really fun to drive regular cars like Subarus and Nissans and stuff like that. So it's oh, cool. it's, in, it's really cool. Um, but the racing is really satisfying. Is it? <laughs> yeah, like because it's it's more arcadey and less simulated simulationy than okay. like than Forza. Like Forza is like very sim- simulationy, whereas right. this one is like more arcadey, but like still feels real. I think they struck a nice balance between like, you know, actually feeling like, you know, the physics of racing. So you there's like a difference between the cars and stuff. Gotcha. But also like it's not so hard to steer and not so hard to time your braking and stuff to where like you just get frustrated and say to hell with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh it's good. I I think you should uh try it out. It's um I will. Yeah, if it's. I think the game by itself is forty dollars right now, and if okay. but if you have the EA Sports Pass, which is like five dollars a month, it's free. Um, so oh, I nice. just downloaded it for free. But uh, yeah, I would suggest um, 
playing it if you get bored and want to try a racing game. It's 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 good, man. See, the problem is right now with that being bored is hard for my console play right now because I right. have the Avengers and Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two Remastered. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, let's just say that my Tony Hawk skills have deteriorated since I was 14. So yep. it's been about 20 years since 12 years. Well, no, 22 years since I've been on that. So it's it's been fun yep. kind of relearning and just face planning every like two seconds. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. I have all these plans <laughs> in my head for all these tricks. I'm going to like set up and get ready. And I yep. just end up just just wiping myself all over the map. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I had the it same experience. It, it's like uh it's like learning to walk again after not yeah. walking for 20 years. <laughs> I was going to come from an opposite angle. It's not like it's not like riding a bike. Oh, it's the opposite of riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you said, you've been in a coma for a couple of years and now you need to re- learn to rewalk. Yeah, it, it is that for sure. Or relearn um, to walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so another game that was announced, uh, obviously PlayStation locked, is uh, mm-hmm. there's another God of War game coming, yes. which I know... That game has a huge cult following. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, like I actually have never played any of the God of War games. What? You haven't? No, I've never played Dude. them. Dude. Instead, oh man, if you need something to occupy your time, get the most recent one for PS4. Yeah. Where he uh, goes over into the um, the Norse mythology. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. Gonna, the thing that sold me for this is I had a buddy that told me, and I had only played, I only played the first two. Mm-hmm. So I was... You know, I was familiar with that. And the first one's more like a side scroller, kind of like a limited side scroll. Like, it's a weird thing. It's kind of like when they were like, oh, we can take side scrolling and open up the world a little bit. It's like, yeah, but it's not open to a successful degree, but I appreciate where you're headed with this. Um, But this one, woof, boy, buddy, (laughs) buddy. Yeah, it's good. You need to, you need, you need to do it. The, art design in it it's worth the art design alone Mm -hmm. but as you're talking about action rpgs the action in this is insanely fun it's Mm -hmm. so much fun the main weapon that you use that you get first is an axe that you can throw and recall like thor can with mjolnir and it's got frost damage and there's like puzzles like um puzzles to figure out like throughout the game to like oh like you you know you've got to hit this you know you throw your axe to like get this one thing to spin around to get this like spiked you know drop um what's it called portcullis like sliding up and you got to run through that and recall it so it like slams down before like something else happens and it's oh man it's so much fun and then the best part too is you can throw your axe and then go go town like once you get your stats up you just go just go to town with your fists and then mm-hmm. and and then just recall the axe and then start using it again. There's area of effect and it really kind of the way you ups your skill tree is basically it's just like how do you want to use this in fight? Do you want to throw it from a distance? Do you want to be up close mm-hmm. and personal? It's so much fun. And then the story on top of it is you've got these you know lead in with these gods and then the reveal at the end of like you know the story about it's it's, it's also like you know Kratos running around with his son after the death of the mother and they're trying to like bury her bury her ashes like at the top of it it's dude it's so much fun the environment is just great the enemies are satisfying to kill um yeah and in true like they stole off of the well not stole but they they borrowed off of gears of war with the finishing moves 
Oh, which, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's great when you can slam an axe into a dude, grab between his head and his shoulder, just rip him in half. Oh, it's just like, it's violent, but so satisfying. That sounds great. It's great. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Um, So, speaking of, uh, you brought up the Avengers game. Uh, yes. Since we are both playing that, um, yes, I actually finished the campaign the other day. Oh, um, did you? Yeah, I got to up I my, my playtime. Yeah, let's um if if you want, let's give like a quick review real yeah, quick. I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast yet. No, I don't think um, so. So what are your thoughts on the game so far? Ooh, uh, I, I really enjoy it. Um okay. I have my own problems with it, but it's yeah. gonna sound a little misogynistic and kind of a holy, and I don't mean for it to sound like that. I just they try to put they try to force the campaign through the perspective of Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel. And as mm-hmm. you and I have talked about it, there's a way to do it. And I don't think they did it successfully, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. I see an Avengers game and I want to sign up to play the Avengers. Mm-hmm. I want to be Thor and Iron Man. I mean, basically, my, those are my two guys. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to play as an 18 year old child who mm-hmm. is trying to keep up and who's and frankly the random dialogue they have in the game is just it's so annoying when you're just running around she's like well maybe sometimes if i could just be part of the events like i shut up i don't care like you're not <laughs> talking to anybody so just please mm-hmm. be quiet um having said that the gameplay mm-hmm. is tons of fun i like that the mm-hmm. characters each character skill set has it plays differently than the others. It's not like a carbon copy. Like, mm-hmm. and when going out, like when you and I have played, the characters complement each other. Mm-hmm. How you, you know, and in the varied ways that you can use them. Um, I think mm-hmm. the campaign so far is great. Like I said, I haven't finished. I just unlocked Thor the other day, which is just an absolute blast to play. Um, mm-hmm. But I like the whole where is Captain America. Um, I also think that Modok is a great villain to finally unveil. In, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I love Modok. He's, oh, he's good. And the way they're doing him in the game, I think, is really successful. Um, Gameplay's great. Um, it doesn't get any better than being Iron Man and just flying around, just just shooting carpet bombing rockets as you just fly through the area of operations and then land and mm-hmm. laser a guy in half. Like it's so good. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. Um, I I have a lot of the of the same feelings about the game. I um, I wish that there was more. So I, I guess I'll I'll say the positive things first. Um, I love the look of the game. I think mm-hmm. it looks great. Um, yeah. uh, I think all the characters look good. Um, I think the way they move looks great. Um, I like um, all the move sets and all the different finishers and stuff that there are mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff is great. Um, the story, I think the cinematic elements of the story are really good and compelling mm-hmm. and the characters make sense. Um yeah, I think I think it's good. I like the idea of being on the 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 Harrier thing, the helicarrier thing, and and having the Quinjet and like the war table being like the way you get from destination to destination. I think that's cool. So yeah, like my biggest issues with the game, I wish there's something that feels lacking about the combat to me. It lacks mm-hmm. a um some of it. Some aspects of the combat lack like weight um to me like a weightiness there's like a it feels kind of like if there's a spectrum of combat and like the most heavy is like like button mashy kind of fighting like um the arkham games and the most lightweight is kind of like uh um marvel ultimate alliance i don't know if you've ever played that i have not okay that it's very cartoony and like there's like no weight to any of the fights but that's the way it's supposed to be you know everybody 
everything looks and feels when you play the game, it feels like everything's made out of paper. Yes, exactly. I would say this game is probably square in the middle, but it leans a little too papery for me. Yeah, uh, in some instances, Um, I feel like yeah, I feel like the uh, it's like to me, it's most evident when playing with um, Captain America and Iron Man. Um, and and with Iron Man, it's the it's the flight stuff. He doesn't mm-hmm. feel as heavy as he probably should. Um, and, and I mean, the perfect example is uh, um, Anthem. I think the 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 mechanics in Anthem and that flight stuff, like there's like a, a weight to every time you take off and land, you hear like the clank of the metal and it feels heavy. And I kind of oh. I think that's a part that's kind of missing from the Iron Man stuff to really make it feel like I'm in the suit type of thing, you know? Well, then you Um, might want to turn up your sound effects because they do have, if you hit the X button and just drop out of the air, they do have the metal clang when he lands. Mm -hmm. And I noticed this yesterday when I was in the harm room, um, like, let's just call it the danger room. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? It is a danger room. They just can't say it. I'm like, whatever. Um, When he lands, if you drop from a little height, it actually breaks the the ground underneath him. Mm -hmm. And puts yeah. like a little dividend down in there. So I don't know. I I agree with you for the most part that yeah, it feels a little paper, paper mm-hmm. soldier kind of fighting. Yeah. Um I also, I'll be honest, I'm also tired of the same five types of uh bad guys that you can beat. Yeah, and that was gonna be my other thing about the the combat is mm-hmm. there's just I get for this I get why they did it on a meta level, and I also get right. why like for the purposes of the story, it makes sense to have you fight mechs, mm-hmm. but it, there's just something not satisfying about punching robots. Well, like, here's the other thing. <laughs> I, I agree with you, and I wish there was more, but I was also thinking about this just now while you were talking. And if we did actual human beings, which there are in the game, but like, here's my question How is it that when you're playing Hulk and you punch a human being, do they just not turn into a paste? Right. And that, and that is the, and that is ultimately well because it's not just hulk but it's also uh black widow has pistols mm-hmm. um i mean they all i mean iron man shoots people with laser beams like they all do stuff that <laughs> would rockets. be yes yeah. that would that would like all like vaporize human beings and i so i get that's why they didn't go that route but like robots just feel so unsatisfying to kill i agree and they're played out yes it, it just is so old yeah um yeah. this is I 1999 just, stuff right now yeah um and so i get i get why they did that um but uh, i just something about it doesn't feel satisfying um whereas like and i think the perfect counter example is in the spider-man ps4 game Mm, you're fighting human people and it feels much more satisfying or in like the batman games you it just feels because the robots don't talk like they don't say anything they're just kind of these like voiceless I mean, they're voiceless drones that come after you, and it just feels very like. Well, that's not that's not a hundred percent fair to accuse the game of. They they talk every once in a while. Target located, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Spider-Man games are cool because like you can hear the bad guys like yeah. talking crap, and then when you beat them up, it feels really satisfying. You Absolutely, know? that's one of the things that like with the Spider-Man games, and then like Assassin's Creed, at least with um, yeah, yeah, uh, Odyssey. Like, yeah. if you hide out long enough, you can hear them talking to each other, like, just the right. chatter, and then it's like, oh, okay, cool. It just brings the world to life a little bit more, and I agree with you, yeah. They, yep. Yeah, the faceless stuff. The human beings chit-chat to each other, but you so rarely encounter them, like, as you go through the game, at least where I'm at in the game, that I'm kind of like, I agree with you, I'm kind of like, well, be nice to have a little bit more flushed-out army of bad guys to fight. Yes. 
all and so and then my final thing uh, like final thing that i think the game is really really lacking in Mm -hmm. is i don't know for for the life of me why they did this uh but they separated the player progression like upgrade stuff like that upgrades your stats and stuff like that from the cosmetic stuff yeah and i feel like those should have just been one and the same and 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 i feel like because they're split like the up all the upgrades and stuff you get to the gear don't really feel like they matter because like they don't change the way you look at all it's just like right oh you've got 0.5 percent more attack damage it's like but that's not interesting you know what i mean yes. like i wish you could really grind out and like really like have really custom cool looking Great. characters but it just Again, doesn't bringing yeah. it back to assassin's creed odyssey the the stats of the pieces of gear i mean honestly obviously once you unlock unlock it you can just change it at, at will mm-hmm. but um it is one of those where yeah it would be nice to see as you upgrade your skill set or as you add the pieces of equipment on that make you a little bit more powerful that your the suit or your cut co- yeah your cosmetics do change like if you go more like armor like let's mm-hmm. say iron man gets a little bit beefier and a little bit bigger you mm-hmm. know but if you go for stuff that's his more slim down look so it kind of changes yeah i agree with you i think like that would be would have been a better way to do it as yeah. opposed to having like challenge cards that you have to fulfill and it's like hit 175 guys in the face it's like well can i just get the cool like <laughs> gradient suit that yeah. i want right now yeah like, or uh, yeah, or it, like i would have just preferred them take out the like stat based player progression in just wholesale just remove it yeah and just upgrade your players like skill tree and their cosmetics like the spider-man games like you only really upgrade you the only xp the only stuff your xp is giving you is either new moves Right. Uh, which allow you to destroy more people right. or like a cosmetic suit. You know what sure. I mean? Like just do oh, it yeah. that way. Like the whole, like this is going to upgrade your attack power by 10%. It's like, that. that's just not very exciting. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just not at all. It's true. It's very dull. You're just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's a fine game. Um, it's I'd fun. be interested. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Um, the story, the story's good. Uh, the end is a little anticlimactic, but um, mm. uh, yeah, I'd be interested to see what you think when you get to the end of the campaign. Oh, you will. You'll probably receive a text message the minute I end it. <laughs> yeah. Knowing, knowing, <laughs> knowing me. Um, all right. I think that's all the video game stuff we have. Cool. We can get into, let's get into some movie stuff, shall we? All right. Sounds good. All right. So um, let's start with, did you see the new Falcon suit? In the Falcon and Winter Soldier photo? I have, yes. And I saw the the colorized version of the guy that did the, um, that added the black, turned the darker parts into the black. But I have a theory. Mm -hmm. What's your theory? I would like to, I think, if he's going to become Captain America, I think those dark parts are going to be blue. So blue, red, Mm -hmm. and silver will turn into white, you know. Like, you Mm -hmm. colorized it as silver, and then the red, and then the black. But I'm kind of like, what if it's blue- you know, red, white, and blue, essentially, because he is the new Captain America. Um, but yeah, I think it looks slick. I think it looks, excuse me, I think it looks very um, in line with mm-hmm. kind of what I figured it would look like, you know? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Falcon Winter, Sh- Winter Soldier. Me too. I'm actually looking forward to a lot of the Disney Plus uh, Marvel shows, because I think Disney 
kind of got ahead of the curve. Um, and I'm not saying there's a conspiracy theory and Disney like knew about COVID before it hit, but I think in terms of like, why not? Um, Let's put it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a thing. Disney created there's coronavirus. Other, there's another other BS <laughs> floating around the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah. Disney, listeners, Disney knew that COVID was going to happen. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm going to double mm-hmm. down and say they caused it. Yep. They created it. To make their uh, Disney was, Plus profit more. It was a Disney lab in Wuhan that... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where they made Miley Cyrus. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? No, so like, uh, I think Disney in a lot of ways got ahead of the curve by um, really investing in their streaming shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think The Mandalorian was like a... Um, a proof of concept for like where oh. their where their streaming stuff is headed. Uh, if you put money into stuff, like people will watch it on streaming services, you know. So oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do with all these shows. Um, uh, that I get, that's a good segue. Um, did you see the trailer for WandaVision? I actually missed that one. I haven't okay. been. I don't um, know if it was on the list, but uh, it wasn't I, on the list. I saw it the other me, day. But- yeah. But that's okay. It looks weird. Yes, I still don't quite know what is going on. <laughs> that's most of the um, reviews that I've seen because I've 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 been looking at like little screenshots and stuff, and I've seen it around. But it is one of those that I'm just like, it just looks strange. Yeah, because it it looks kind of like so. What I thought the show was going to be was just like a sitcom that takes place across you know different forms of reality like a mm-hmm. one is like a it's like a 50s sitcom the other one is like a you know like a 90s like multicam like and so i thought it was just gonna be a sitcom of them living their lives together but it seems like it's actually going to be a little bit more narrative driven and it's going to be like from the trailer that i saw uh it's more so like there's like a larger like kind of like stranger things where it's like there's a larger mystery happening or no sure. stranger things is not a great I think X-Files is a better um, analogy because, you know, X-Files is episodic, but there's a larger mystery at hand that they're trying to figure out. I think that's what, at least from the trailer, that's what it looks like WandaVision is trying to do. Um, So it's not just a straight up episodic sitcom, but it's more of like, wait, what's happening? Why are we in these different realities and who's doing this to us and how do we get out of here? That type of thing. Well, I have a theory. Yeah. Go for it. Let's hear. That I think would be very cool if they did it Is this it way. Is it of the conspiracy variety? <laughs> no, but you know Aww. me so well. Um, What's your theory? So my theory is, and I wonder about this because the mm-hmm. Scarlet Witch goes in the comic books is very unhinged and starts to lose her mind, and that's what her freak out kills half of the Avengers. Like at the mm-hmm. end of the the run, when then the new Avengers came in, you know, mm-hmm. um, she's responsible for that. I'm wondering, and my theory is, and if they did this, I'd be like, wow, Disney, that's really dark for your brand, but good on you because Mm -hmm. that's awesome. What if we're trapped inside the Scarlet Witch's head as she deals with her own grief from the death of Vision? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the whole thing. I think it could be something like that for sure. I think, uh, yeah, I could see that because I now I haven't seen... Which movie? He dies in Civil War? Endgame. Endgame. He dies in Endgame. Yeah. And, and we see, he doesn't come back to life or anything. Like, we, he's just dead, right? No. His, uh, his body is still a husk. It actually, they ripped the, they ripped the stone out of his forehead. Right. I remember that, um, yeah. And then his body, 
I believe goes to dust, but that brings it back to if they reset everything and bring everybody back, then but the stone still isn't in his head. So it's technically his body could be available somewhere. Right. So hmm. that's where it gets a little, yeah. that's where it gets a little tricky. Cause we haven't really heard a whole lot about his fate. He's just mm-hmm. kind of there and then he died and then the stone went into the infinity gauntlet and then it was, okay, so where's the vision now? And they're like, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, it, I think, yeah, the more I think about it, I think your theory may be correct. It's like, yeah, it's, 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 she's gone. She's created a reality for herself in which the vision is still alive and which, and it, yeah. Sorry, which, sorry, just because I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it, which would then explain Scarlet the, Witch would. Scarlet Witch, which would then explain <laughs> why, because they were talking about how the next Doctor Strange movie where she teams up with Do- Doctor Strange, Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness, of right. madness being insane. I wonder mm-hmm. if they're going to slowly start to dry, slow her descent into insanity mm-hmm. as she teams up with Doctor Strange, because they were saying that the, <clears throat> excuse me, that the shows they're doing on Disney Plus will be direct correlation like feed into the movies that are coming out so they could start unhinging scarlet witch teaming her up with dr strange they go on a multiverse search for the vision i don't know where that's going but who knows like it could be sort of the start of something like bigger and longer that we're not uh totally i think all of those are probable in that i'm sure sure we're dealing with some kind of i'm sure the multiverse um will serve as like the background uh, plot device for a lot of these future properties um, because there's just the possibilities are endless. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's how we're, we're going to end up with a fantastic four. Okay. Um, I think it'll be the background for the doctor strange movies. Sure. Like, I think, yeah. I, yeah, I think a lot of it will be explained away because there's a multiverse you see, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Probably uh, a lot of that. Why? Why? Because we can. Yeah. <laughs> because it's comics. Isn't that neat? There's yeah. always a loophole. Yep. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got. Um, so, okay, there we go. So, uh, John Cena, who is playing the Peacemaker in Suicide Squad. Yes, is, he is. He's getting a spinoff series for HBO Max. <clears throat> yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He's going to, it's a, it's a series going to be based on the Peacemaker, probably a prequel to, um, what we see in the Suicide Squad. Or, I mean, I guess it could be after, um, yeah, I think that's big news. Uh, they're you know already doing a spinoff show, greenlit with you know without Suicide Squad coming out. So they obviously are very right. confident in that movie and confident in John Cena's character to um, to bring that to life. That's really cool. I think I'm looking forward to that. HBO Max is doing some good stuff right now. Oh, um, aren't they though? Yeah, I need to start Raised by Wolves, but I've heard some I, yeah. really interesting stuff about that show. Yeah, that's the Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looks really good. Um, yeah, I, I've been enjoying uh, Lovecraft Country is good so far. I need to start that. Yeah, it's good so far. Um, it's weird, but it's 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 good. <laughs> you attach Lovecraft's name to anything, it better be freaking weird. <laughs> yeah. like, that's all I have to say. If you've yeah. read his stuff, <laughs> it, it's it's in a lot of ways. It is it is a uh, it feels like a spiritual successor to um, the Watchmen series that HBO Max did. Oh, okay, cool. So, um, yeah, I it's it's good so far. Um, I nice. enjoy it. Um, 
Yeah. So speaking of like superhero TV shows and stuff like that, um, on the other side of things, on the the Amazon side, uh, mm-hmm. I've been watching um, The Boys season two. Have you caught up with that at all? I have not. So the big okay. complaint that everybody had, obviously, is that they didn't batch load the entire season. You know, just right, drop it right, all right. first for binging, which I go. You know what, guys? Like, A, that's not the most controversial thing that's going on in our world <laughs> these days, so everybody calm the hell down. Exactly. But also on top of that, I'm like, hey, Amazon, you don't completely drop an entire season, first season, and then expect mm-hmm. second season people to be happy on a weekly release date. You just right. can't do that. It's If you're going to set the weekly release, you got to set the precedent season one. Right. And just do it that now I understand it's probably they're stretching out probably because of COVID filming and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I go, it's fine. Just delay it. Like if you just t- mm-hmm. if you're just open and honest and tell people be like, we we're going to do weekly, but we prefer to drop it all at once. If you just give us a second to finish the season, then we can do it or mm-hmm. whatever. Do a mix and match, but don't do the full season weekly release, you know, but again, that's the most, if that's the biggest problem that somebody has in their world, then they really need to pay attention to what's going on. So, right. You know, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. I've heard good things though. I've heard good things. It's good so far. Um, I think the show, it's so interesting because, so the first season was obviously, yeah, the whole batch was out. The second season, they put out the first three episodes and then it's been weekly ever since. Right. And, I, I got to say, for this particular um, season of the show, um, in terms of like the story and how they're pacing it, I don't mind it being weekly. Obviously, like I would love all the episodes to be out just so sure. I can watch it at whatever pace <laughs> I want. But um, I don't mind it being weekly because um, th- I think this season is paced better than the first season. Really? Um, yeah, I think okay. each episode feels... Um, uh, substantive uh, in a good oh. way like uh, each right. episode feels like a more contained story than the last one was just felt like a really long movie to a certain extent right yeah. um so I, I think they're the the two seasons are kind of different um this this one feels more like a an episodic tv show t- to a certain extent okay, um cool. and i i love where they're going with it they haven't gotten to like the show's always like i think the heart of this property is like it's like kind of like a dark comedy oh um yeah you know, encased in like a, um, a superhero show, but well, like they haven't gotten too goofy with it, which I think is good. No, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I will say the goofy. Oh man. You talk about the dark comedy. I don't think I laughed harder than when they stuck the bomb up that invisible dude's butt. And then he accidentally <laughs> like detonated. Yeah. Oh my word. AJ was out of town that weekend when I watched it. And I, I had to grab a pillow uh-huh. And laugh into it because I was laughing so loud and I didn't want to disturb our neighbors. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I had to pause. Like I couldn't handle it. Just right. David Quaid's face covered in blood after it happens. You're just like, oh, buddy. <laughs> like this, the reaction yeah. shot was the timing and the reaction shot was perfect in that moment. And that's the thing. Like that's one thing I really do appreciate about that show is that it really uh-huh. from the get go when a train or whatever like runs through his girlfriend and turns her into a bunch of like blood and bone and matter like when he's kissing her i was like oh oh i'm in like you from the first (laughs) moment you're just like this is not a marvel superhero like we are not going to hold your hand we are not going to be nice like it's going to get gross and you're going to feel feelings and not all those feelings are going to be good so deal with it i guess like yeah that's one thing i appreciate about that show yeah i think what the show does too like along with that is it does a good job of 
like establishing the stakes of the show very early mm-hmm. on and just given the tone of the show and like you never lose the feeling that like any of these characters could die at any moment. Right. Uh, and I think that's important. Uh, and I think that and it's funny because they don't really go out of their way to show you that. But I think what it, it just comes across in sort of like. Um, the, the little instances of violence that they choose to show you, it's like, no, this is a very real world where, like, anybody could kill anybody at any moment and it, oh, yeah. you feel that tension. Whereas, like, to contrast that, I've also been watching um, Umbrella Academy, um, the second season of that, which is, I'm having a good time with it. It's like a good show to put on. Um, sure. Uh, it's just a good show to put on, like, you know, like, ah, man, I need something to watch right now. Oh, I have Umbrella Academy to watch. It's one of those yeah. shows, you know? Yeah. I don't like, I'm not sitting around, like, binging it, but, like, when I, like, I need something to do, I'll throw that on. It's good, but it, it has crossed a little bit too, for me, a little bit too much into, like, like, it's, like, the comedy of it, and the stakes don't feel, like, the, there's just not a, as good a tone balance in, in Umbrella Academy. Would you so, like, say... Would you say they didn't do the work to earn it? Um, I or feel like the first season, else? the first season is is really effective for me. Yes, like I, I really agree. feel it. Um, the second season is a little bit more like, uh, they get they start to take some liberties with like the world. So like the thing I liked about the first season was like you didn't see too you like it it kind of more hinted at like kind of the otherworldly stuff and like like yeah there's a character who can travel through time but you never go with him he just right. jumps in and out of time and so that that's i i like that aspect of it because there's like some mystery to it and like how it all works and all that there's sure. a character who like can summon cthulhu monsters out of his body <laughs> you never really see it it's only kind of hinted at in this season of the story the way they shot it because they were shooting uh, a lot of it during COVID and stuff like that. They had to shoot it like they chose to shoot it like where time traveling, like time being stuck in different points in history and stuff like that is like the right. main conceit of the second season. Okay. So like, but once characters start jumping in and out of timelines and stuff like that, all of it just kind of feels like pointless. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. I mean, you know, who if you know somebody dies, so what? Because there's another version of them somewhere. It just all kind of feels like less heavy this time around which i think doesn't do the show um of any favors you know gotcha gotcha no that makes sense that makes sense it's kind of like how marvel needs to cool it with the time travel characters yes i think so yeah Yeah, like it's it's like that's a fine foil but like that can't be your get out of jail free card all the time like right you know right yeah totally i I think time travel is uh, quite often used as that as a like oh you know, we backed ourselves into a corner. Well, let's <laughs> yeah. Let's introduce an element of time travel mm-hmm. <clears throat> or time sliding or something like that, mm-hmm. and you know, and then we can and then we can you know work, work our way out. You know, just by adding this one thing. You know, and so I feel like that's it's not it's like it's a bad idea. I think it's overdone, and I yes. feel like it's a little cheating, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, it is. And I think another issue, too, is I think there's just there's just too like I'm sure it works great in the comic book, because like when you're reading a comic book, like you're with with whatever characters are on the page, those are the characters you're with at the time. So Mm -hmm. you're not really thinking about other characters and what's going on elsewhere Um, in the TV show form. I feel like there are too many characters Um, and, and some of them just get short shrift and don't really have much to do. Sure. Um, in this first season, it was a little less apparent because like, 
by design two maybe three of the characters just weren't even on screen most of the time like the you know the ellen page character was kind of they were setting her up to be the villain so we didn't spend a ton of time with her and then you know you had the luther character who was like on the moon for most of the first season and and you had like um uh the other uh ben was one of the other characters was dead so Mm -hmm. really you had like four people instead of seven people you know what i mean right but in this season you have all seven characters and it's just like it's and plus some new characters they've they've uh, introduced in the second season and it's just kind of like it's impossible to balance all these characters and give them something meaningful to do you know they're trying their hardest they are really trying which you can you can tell they're like trying to tell a good story here so i appreciate that about it but Mm -hmm. it's just not as successful in in my opinion is like the the boys or something like that but sure 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 yeah it's kind of like how if you have an entire team of super powered individuals you don't need to really need a dude with a bow or a girl with two nine millimeter <laughs> snub nose semi-automatic glocks when there's a portal and aliens are spilling out of it exactly exactly mm-hmm. that <laughs> which is my complaint about black widow and hawkeye yep although i will maintain <laughs> that hawkeye has a little bit i will fight this i will fight anybody online about this hawkeye is a more legitimate character than black widow just straight up <laughs> Uh, I will say uh, Black Widow is very fun to play with in the Avengers game. Oh though. my gosh, she's great. I love yeah. playing as her. It's There's something so really satisfying fun. about shooting robots with pistols. <clears throat> oh my gosh, right? Like yeah. just rapid fire shooting where you're just like, you know, just letting the rounds roll right out the gate. <laughs> yep. Super um, good. Okay, I think the last bit of movie news or superhero movie news I have here is um, uh, speaking of uh, Lovecraft Country. Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country has been cast in Ant-Man 3. Yes. And the rumor is he's playing Kang the Conqueror. And I don't know if that's been um, uh, confirmed or anything yet, but that is at least the speculation. I haven't seen Um, 100% confirmation, but it seems like it's one of those where it's soft confirmed, you know? Yes. Where Uh it's like, well, it hasn't been confirmed, but we like all know what it is. You know, speaking of mm-hmm. time travel too, Kang the Conqueror. Right, I don't another know time travel guy. Yeah, I'm not super like deep cut familiar with him as much. Oh, as I a don't villain, know. I don't know anything about him. But he <laughs> he has multiple versions of himself. Like he's Iron Lad and the Young Avengers. At one point, that's an adolescent version of him. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes from. He's like. God, he's like with the time travel. It's scramble. I just did a real quick Wikipedia blitz through today, and he yeah. like he has. He's like a descendant of Reed Richards, who in the 30 year, the 31st century, like lives in a world where he gets time travel, like technology from Dr. Doom. But then it turns out that Dr. Doom might be his ancestor at some point. Mm. And it's pretty much just all over the map. It's kind of like what I was complaining about when you use time travel as a way to get yourself out of sticky writing situations. Mm. You know, it feels like he's all over the place. But I will say... I think it'll be interesting to see how he, how they incorporate a time traveling individual, especially in the Ant Man universe, mm-hmm. with the technology, the PIM technology, and the particles and all that kind of stuff. You know, so right, yeah. which I'm interested to see because um, I'm interested to see what like s- story wise, like why they chose that villain to take on mm-hmm. uh, Ant Man. Oh yeah, um, me too. And I'm assuming the wasp as well um, will be involved. Ooh, you didn't and hear Michael about Pena. the wasp? No, what happened? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and hopefully Michael Pena is around to oh, tell, God, to he's tell the a best, story. Man, have he's the best seen, in those movies. Have you seen the 2020 breakdown meme of the still frames with 
Michael Pena that's uh, stolen from the oh, moment. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. God, it's yeah. so good. When he's going through all the terrible things that have happened in 2020. <laughs> but I got 1200 bucks, so like that was cool. I'm just yeah. like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. God, um, he was great. His moments in those in those in that last movie, especially Ant Man and the Wasp, like God, I uh-huh. couldn't I was just like, oh, here we go. They're the fun yep. fun times here. Yeah, I'm excited to see because uh it says here on the I'm looking at the Wikipedia for King the Conqueror, he's like a guy from the forty he has fortieth century technology. Yes. Um, I think that'll be cool because it's like it's uh I think it you know what? Now the more I think about it, I think because I'm imagining the the way that the character might be portrayed in the movie. And I think mm-hmm. it could be cool because now that we've opened the door with time travel and Ant-Man was the first person to really experiment with it um, sure. in the movies. Um, I could see, the, you know, uh, this guy come, you know, who travels in and out of the timeline and stuff like that, like showing up to. And I don't know what he's showing up for. Like uh, right. maybe he's because I don't know. I mean, you can't keep having people chase the Infinity Gauntlet. It's like <laughs> no, <laughs> um, it's done. We did that for ten years. Yeah, it's yeah. Time. We did that for over a decade. It's like let it let it be. Yeah. So they need something new. Um, and I could just see this guy, you know, step out. You know, basically, I mean, just imagine 40th century Iron Man, and he's just got this crazy armor you've never seen before. And oh he yeah. Can, travel through time and would i think be, that'd be that'd be really cool would it be liquid metal <laughs> liquid metal um maybe maybe yeah, it'll be some kind of like weird mineral that we discover on an alien planet somewhere that like sure you know, or a symbiotic cool. individual that binds itself to a human being um yep. the the possibilities are absolutely endless and i think they are. this i think this is one of those one of those ways that they're because you know you've heard the rumblings along the internet of who's gonna who's gonna be the fantastic four and he's a big fantastic four universe mm-hmm. villain so it makes me wonder if they're gonna use this as sort of a you know a way to introduce the fantastic four as opposed yeah. to being like i wouldn't because so that way like because if you do it in time travel sequentially it'll uh-huh. make sense why the fantastic four didn't just show up and help the avengers when all that stuff was going sideways you know right like everybody's right. like well, where are the x-men and the fantastic four and i'm like they don't have enough money for that just yeah. fyi <laughs> to make a movie like that they don't have enough money so mm-hmm. cool your jets um, I could see it happening two ways. I could definitely see it be a thing where, you know, in the, you know, whether it's a third act twist or it's like a, a post credit scene or something like that in Iron oh, yeah. Man or in Ant-Man three, where the fantastic four shows up and they're like, look, we've been chasing this guy, you know, in and out of time oh. for the last however many years. And yeah. he ended up in this version of earth, our version of earth. He destroyed it or whatever, you know, like I could sure. see it being that type of thing. I could see it being a thing where the fantastic four doesn't exist yet. And this maybe sets up the origin for the fantastic four. I think yeah. that could be cool too. Um, because I mean, there's no rule saying that like, the Fantastic Four has to exist at the same time as the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like it could right. be a thing where like Reed Richards is just starting to experiment with whatever he's doing. You know what I mean? Like it could be totally. that type of thing. Like there's just some un, and that would explain why no Fantastic Four helped to, sh- you know, to stop all these other problems. Cause they didn't exist yet. You know, Ben exactly. Grimm is still just some guy and, you know, and, you know, they're all just people as, as they haven't gone on their, their journey yet. And maybe sure. that could, Oh, that could be another thing where, uh, in this, you know, as they, the, you know, maybe, um, who am I thinking of? What's his name? Uh, Hank Pym, the older, uh, yep. Douglas, Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas. Um, yes. Yeah. 
you know, maybe he's leading the charge, you know, of now that we know that there's a multiverse, now that we know that there's a quantum realm, now that we know that there's time travel, he's leading, you know, the 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 experiments and the and all the missions to explore those spaces. And, you know, sure. his you know, some of his scientists that he's sending on these missions happen to be who the people who will become the Fantastic Four. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can set those things in motion at the end of this movie too. That'd be really cool. Totally. I he's also like, have another concept. Uh, he's like uh, oh, I'd like you to meet uh, like I could I could see the scene now where it's like um uh and you can just and it would be so befitting for an ant-man movie you can you can play it for laughs because you know you're setting up the fantastic four for another movie but you're introducing some of them in this movie i could see it there being a scene where uh hank pym is uh what's what's um his name uh paul rudd's character's name Do you scott know? lang Scott Lang. I could not think of it. It's all good. <laughs> so That's why you got I, I me, can, man. <laughs> I could see Michael Douglas being like, hey, Scott, I want to introduce you to uh, um, our head of engineering who's going to be uh, one, part of the, one of the first flights going out into whatever. And he's like, uh, this is Reed Richards. I could see that being the way they introduce the character. Totally. And you can have Reed Richards just be some nerdy guy and Paul Rudd makes fun of him. You just kind of play it for comedy because the audience knows who – him and his team become but yes. like scott to scott lang they're just a bunch of you know nerds from nasa or something you know <laughs> yeah exa- yeah yeah totally you could also do it too where uh hank pym was the uh was a contemporary of the fantastic four and do the fantastic four movie set in the 60s that would be awesome like, so, which i'm like okay here's the thing two moves i want to see made done in franchise in two separate franchises right mm-hmm. one i want to see some throwback 60s marvel stuff Yes. Right. Like maybe yep. do maybe go back to the '60s for the X Men because it was the best movie and option for that franchise. <laughs> that would be cool. That would be great. I also want to see, and this is going to completely non superhero topic, but for movies, I think after the Daniel Craig run, mm-hmm. I want to see James Bond go back to the '60s. That would be cool or too. Or '70s. Do some James Bond, some throwback adventures. You know, that would and be you don't really need cool. to make it complicated. I don't need to see a through line. I don't need a shared universe. No, I just need no, no. James Bond walks in. He's the cold open. He's on. He's on a mission, and he seduces some hot lady, and then the we do open credits, and then he walks right into M's office and throws him a dossier, and he's like, "Your target, 007, and he just goes on a mission. Doesn't go rogue, doesn't go do his own thing. I'm so tired of James Bond going rogue. We but get he's it. the chosen he's, one, you yeah. see, because of his family and whatnot. <laughs> oh, so that's like the whole part of the Daniel Craig. And I love the Daniel Craig movies. That the whole part, I'm just like, oh my God, just smack my face. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I want to see a 60s adventure. I want to see some Cold War gadgets. I want to see some like nice, mm-hmm. you know, done up like period costumes. I don't need where he goes rogue and off book. I just want to see him walk in and hands him a file. He goes, that's your guy he's making rockets out of whales or with lasers implanted in their eyes and you have to go get him and then you know and then he you know and then he just goes and does the thing and he meets the two he meets the two ladies he meets the one first one who you think is good but ends up being bad but she's still attractive so you're like well that's a shame and then you meet the second lady the second hot bond girl who's like Oh, I'll sleep with you for reasons, and I don't really need to be in this movie. <laughs> for but reasons. like, I'll sleep with you. That's, but I'm a the... really, but I'm a really popular model in Europe, so I'm gonna be in the film, <laughs> dude. Go watch the old Roger Moore movies. There's yeah. no reason why, like any of like most of the female James Bond, like there's most of the reason why the women that he sleeps with they don't need to be in the movie. They just do it because they're like, check this dude out, getting it on the reg. It's like, yes, wouldn't you like to at... be him? Yeah. Wouldn't you like to wear the watch he wears and drive wouldn't the car like that he wears? 
the car and, and, and if we're talking Tomorrow Never Dies, jump out of the back of an American H- HC-130 with the Halo gear on and then yeah. land in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, I would. That's why I watch these movies. <laughs> so I'm going to put on my Hollywood executive hat for a second. Please do. Uh, and it looks I'm beautiful. Going- thank you. Thank you. Here, uh, I'll do this. Oh, L.A. You, you're so L.A. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it won't stay on because I have headphones. That's but, all good. Um, uh, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna put this out into the universe. All right. Let's do I it. I think that uh, I, I do think there's a high chance that the next James Bond iteration that we see takes place in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next one that we see will probably be a an origin film of the Double O program. I think it'll be it'll be it'll be kind of like how they're doing the Kingsman like mm-hmm. that or that or the mm-hmm. King's man or whatever the new one is called. Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to do something like that with the bond franchise. We're going to see the formulation of the, the, the double O program as a yeah. thing. So the, I so think, the rise of MI six during world war two, essentially. Yep. I think we're cool. going to see that movie. Cause I don't think we've ever gotten it. Right. No, we haven't gotten that. I movie. think we're going to, I think we'll see that movie for sure. Yeah. I, and I, and if they do that, I <laughs> think, I saw this image floating around the other day, and I thought, oh, that could work in a different kind of Bond movie. I think Tom Hardy would be a great Bond for that era of Bond film. I saw that image floating around, too, and I'm not going to lie. It warmed my heart a little bit. Yeah. I was like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) I I don't know if I'd cast Tom Hardy. I mean, I think he could do it. I don't know if I'd cast Tom Hardy as Bond in a Daniel Craig-style Bond movie. No. Um, But I think Daniel – I think Tom Hardy would be – the like the perfect like first double O like I mm-hmm. think that would be yeah that would be great and it's like this first like we're making you our double O one agent or whatever and then you get you pick a team or whatever I could see Tom Hardy in World War Two you know making Do like a pipe put, bombs and you yeah, know put together, you know, like, <laughs> put together a dirty dozen or inglorious bastard style totally, team and just go totally. who doesn't want to watch just. Tom Hardy. I really want to watch Tom Hardy just beat the piss out of some Nazis. Yeah. I think Uh, that's a great idea. I also have no problems if it looks like the way they're going with this next James Bond film. If it's if it's that badass black lady, I think that's awesome, too. I'm like, great. Let's let her be whatever. Take on the double O seven like moniker. Let's take a break for a little while. Like, I have no problems with it. I'm just like, let's just make it good. That's my only it's my only thing. Yeah, like I man, now the more I think about this uh, origin story, though, I think that could be a really cool. Movie. I feel like that would be a blast. I'm actually looking forward to the Kingsman, Kingsman because yeah. of that. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that's going to be great. Like, just imagine Tom Hardy like talking to his like you know M I or not M I. Uh, what are they called? No, there's M I six. Oh, M I six. Yeah, talking yeah. to their. Uh, Talking to his handler and, and him being like, yeah, these are my six mates, uh, you know, double oh one through six. And they're like, well, what does that make you? I'm double oh seven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's your trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> That'd be and the, the whole trailer. You don't know what movie you're watching yet. You're like, oh, this is cool. It's Tom Hardy in the 40s. He's running around a village in Austria making bombs and blowing up. Look at that. He just knifed a dude in the alley. That was <laughs> <Yeah>. cool. <laughs> Yeah, he's blowing up, uh, you know, armory, 
you know, drops and stuff. And, you know, and then he introduces his team and they're like, well, what does that make you? And he says, 007. Dude, come on, man. The movie writes itself. Oh, my God. Why does Hollywood not consult us for these projects? Holy cow. I feel like there's just one of those. And I know a lot of people would be good at this, but there just needs to be an empty room. Where you sit uh-huh. in with a group of people, just a think tank mm-hmm. for movies, and they come in and go, "We need a new fresh take on James Bond." It's like, okay, give us an hour. And you yeah. come back like, "This is what we have." Like, oh, that's really good. Like, thank you, money, please, money, please. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be really great. Um, yeah, I do too. Uh, uh, let's see. There was oh, there's a couple more pieces of uh, movie news. I don't know yes. why I didn't didn't see this. Chris Hemsworth says that uh, Thor: Love and Thunder yeah. is on paper funnier than Thor: Ragnarok, which he also thought was brilliant. Are you excited for Thor: Love and Thunder? And do you think it will be better than Ragnarok? Um, I am excited for it, mm-hmm. as I am for all Marvel adventures for the most part. Yeah. Um, MCU canon Marvel Adventures listeners, not whatever Fox was doing for a while outside of Deadpool. Right. Yep. Um, yeah, man. I Look, it's Taika Waititi directing again. Mm-hmm. It's Thor with the Guardians and, mm-hmm. you know, as Guardians and mm-hmm. Natalie Portman's in the mix and he's losing the hammer and Lady Thor's coming. I'm like, I okay, great. I don't care. Just put the movie in front of me and let me watch it. Like, I feel like it has the potential to be funnier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than um, Ragnarok. It's just by the nature of who they have, the cast that they have in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. The dialogue certainly is going to be funnier because Watiti knows what he's doing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I think it's great. I have, it's not that I'm not looking forward to it. I think I'm just, I've been a little, the news is good, but I've been a little burnt out since the whole, since the um, the Infinity Saga like ended, I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll do fine. You proved for over a decade that you can make fantastic movies with only two major like flop failures, like as far as you know, mm-hmm. the installments go. So I just go, okay, like I have no, I I think my confidence in that product is so high that I'm just not worried about it at all. Mm-hmm. So anybody that goes, it's funnier than Ragnarok, I'm like, great, I believe you. <laughs> yep. How about you? Um, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah, and I'm a big fan <laughs> of the way he plays Thor. I like that because mm-hmm. um, there's there's uh, and I think it's funny because Thor in the video game in the Marvel Avengers game yeah. is very different than Chris uh, Hemsworth's portrayal. Right. And I think that one is fine. There's kind of two ways you can play Thor as kind of like this um, very, you know, sure of himself, kind of noble, you know, kind of straight mm-hmm. straight man. If we're talking like comedic, like, you know, um, uh, you know, the clown versus the straight man, not like sure. straight sexual orientation wise. <laughs> but like, you know, uh, I think um, – but I like that Chris Hemsworth plays him a little tongue in cheek and he does. You can tell like the character of Thor doesn't take himself too seriously, even though he's yes. a very serious person when he needs to be like, I like right. that. And I think Chris Hemsworth really strikes a good balance there. I agree. Um, so I've, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think Taika Waititi uh, is like the perfect director for this kind of mm-hmm. um, this kind of, character in these kinds of movies um i saw that 
Christian Bale has been cast in, as the villain? Yeah. I'm looking at an article here. I'm on uh, tor.com, T-O-R-C-O-M. It's like a science fiction uh, website. I'm trying to look and see here. Because um, do we know what character he's playing for sure? I don't think that's been confirmed at all. Which means it's probably going to be somebody like in the Thor pantheon that's... Oh, Dario yeah. Agar. Okay, I don't know what that is. The leak was released on 4chan, so let's take that with a little bit of... <laughs> yeah, with the entire bottle of salt. Yes, so there's a so, couple of rumors on this. Dario Agar, um, and then Beta Ray Bill are... It's uh, Dario Agar, a.k.a. Minotaur, so I'm going to look him up. Oh, Minotaur. Yes. That'd be really cool. Again, not super familiar with the... I know the Avengers as a group, and I know Iron Man mm-hmm. and Captain America separate. and then But the Guardians and all of that stuff, I've just been kind of like, oh, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Uh, ooh, that is a disgusting image of him. Um, Dari Agar is a Greek entrepreneur, industrialist, media proprietor, and investor, a.k.a. rich guy. He is best known as CEO. Oh, CEO and president of Roxxon Energy. Who is a who is in direct competition with um, Stark, Interpre- Stark Industries. OK, so um, secretly. Oh, he secretly sold his soul to be a literal minotaur, a half human hybrid creature of legend he's also the lead member of the dark council who planned to conquer the realms of asgard okay so that's how he fits in i was gonna say how does that guy end up <laughs> end up fighting thor but that makes sold, a lot of sense sold his soul gotcha. and decide and headed up basically the legion of doom to conquer all the realms of asgard okay so he's a bigger so this might be introducing him teaming up with Kang the Conqueror to create an overarching like villain mm-hmm. duo team up or whatever. So I could see. Yeah, I could totally see that. I could see this cool. guy. Um, I, so I'm going to put hold on. Let me put your put Hollywood my, hat back on. Put my Hollywood Absolutely. Hat back on. Uh, I could totally see it being a thing where maybe this guy um, is either a long lost Asgardian Mm-hmm. Um, like, or he's like a descendant of Asgard, um, an exile, or, maybe. Yeah, either an exile or like kind of like what they did with um, with Killmonger and Black Panther, where like yeah. maybe he's like the grandson or great grandson or like great descendant of someone from Asgard whose family fled because for whatever for reasons, uh, and he feels like you know like well what, you know I could have probably been the the king of asgard had i been given an opportunity that type of thing and so he's on earth he's become this guy who like is obsessed with like that norse mythology and is like obsessed Mm -hmm. with asgard obsessed with like ruling you know proving himself to be good enough and then like so the first time he he came across whoever he sold his soul to and that person was like you know hey we'll make you into a you know we'll make you into an asgardian you know godly being if you want just give us your soul he's like of course i'll do that it's all i've ever wanted and so he's this guy who like despises thor because thor not only you know is the 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 heir to the throne of asgard Mm -hmm. 
but he also came to Earth and became one of Earth's mightiest heroes. So he's like, right. no, bro, this is, you have Asgard. <laughs> I should at least be able to have Earth. And so he just kind of despises Thor. I think that could be a cool yeah. motivation for that character, you know? I think so, too. So he's but like, as- I'm going to use my my Earth powers mixed with my my weird pseudo Asgardian powers, and I'm going to take down Thor and rule both realms. Like, I could see that being his motivation. Got it. I think that oh, could be so, really cool. One sec. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a <laughs> section here called the War of the Realms. Ooh. And it's looking like... Um, I'm seeing a lot of people that I'm barely familiar with. War of the Realms. That's how you have to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I lost <laughs> my, my head there. Um, yeah, so it looks like he essentially starts a with the dark council he assembles the dark council to take over that's where the war the that's where him trying to he trying to take his group he and his group try to take over the realms of asgard it sounds like Mm -hmm. that's how that's going to start so they're probably building to a as to a war of the realms kind of situation maybe and that would make sense by including fantastic four ant-man kang the conqueror all because they Mm -hmm. could do kang the conqueror teaming up with with Minotaur as part of the Dark Council and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, and you could yeah. bring in um, what's his name, the Gold Guy into that, Adam Warlock into yeah. that. Mm-hmm. The Guardian. That's where the Guardians fit in. Yeah, I think that would be really cool, like a like a War of the uh, War of the Realms. Uh, I mm-hmm. could see to keep the the marketing consistent. They'll probably call it like the war the war of the multiverse or something you know the multiverse wars or something the infinity the infinity <laughs> war of the realms end game the last end game the wars the, <laughs> the, the final, final end game, end game in wars war infinity yeah loop, exactly time travel yep um <laughs> yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it though i i do oh yeah I do. I think that's a cool. And I was going to make this point before we started talking about um, really deep into the Christian Bale stuff. But I think it could be really cool. So I don't know if you've ever seen Little Nicky. Have you seen Little Nicky, the Adam Sandler movie? You've mentioned it like multiple times since we've okay. started being friends over the years, and I just yeah. never have done it. So so maybe no, I'll it's do fine. That. It's not great. It's I I have a soft spot for it because I saw it when I was really young, and it kind of stuck with me. Sure. Um, so the the conceit of the movie is that adam sandler plays uh one of three sons of the devil okay uh it's him and his two older brothers who are like what you would expect the devil's children to be like and little nicky is like he's not good at doing demon stuff he's like he kind of wants to be nice and just kind of love everyone and you know he's adam sandler so he goes to earth in order to try to start a new life or something like or to conquer earth because they feel like oh if you can conquer earth then maybe we'll start respecting you here in hell or whatever but when he gets (laughs) there he befriends two satan worshipers who are like these like guys who love like heavy metal and worshiping satan and so when they find out he's the son of the devil they're just like his best friends and they kind of help him navigate the world i think I think Thor, because they never really have explored this or made these connections, but I think it could be really cool for comedy purposes and to just kind of explore, like help build out the world, like a post end game, you know, Avengers world where like, you know, maybe there's been some distance between, you know, the events of Endgame and where we are now. So maybe things are all good now. Mm-hmm. I think it could be really funny to have 
um, Thor because he can't really be with the Guardians all the time and a character like Thor needs like sidekicks and stuff yeah. I think it could be really cool for him to have like two or one or two um or like humans who like are just obsessed with like Vikings and Norse mythology and heavy metal. And they're just like, they just like worship the ground Thor walks on <laughs> that would be and maybe funny. they like help make, you know, weapons or something like that. I think that could be really funny. They could um, be maybe yeah, maybe they used to work for uh, Christian Bale's character, and they're like, look, man, we'll help you out with some of his tech. We hate that guy. He's an asshole. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could see that being really funny. They're just that these guys with long hair and long beards that are just super into, like, Viking culture. <laughs> In the background, there's always a guitar solo going, just like, yeah, man. Yeah, I think that could be really cool. Like, Thor has this, like, you know, cult following on Earth. Like, I think that could be really really cool and that can oh, be that further be like something to enrage Chris, uh, christian bale's character oh totally but i think that'd be really funny i do too um, that would be actually hilarious look so uh, i think that's all the movie news we have for today yeah. and we've been talking for about an hour and a half now there was some there's a bunch of other stuff on here um that Dr. was Dre's not his mo- wife wants a bunch of money for no reason because <laughs> yeah. she signed a prenup and now she's trying to back out of it that yeah. was ridiculous also yeah. on the same website i was i was scrolling through reading those reading that story and there was a ad and it was did you know he died and it was a photo of shamar moore and I had to like stop for a second and make sure that I didn't miss anything that Shamar Moore was still, he's okay. He's still alive. He's Great. fine. But that ad, I was like, hmm. Still making I... CSI shows or something. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Don't care. Being hot, being a hot black guy. Don't care. Yeah. Like, great. Um, I just, for yeah. a split second, I was like, did I miss that? Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to be, um, uh, I'm going to be economical with my, with my content here. Yes, I think we had a, we had more than enough movie and video game news to put out in a whole, a whole episode. So, uh, the rest of this Hollywood stuff, I'll get you on, um, next week's episode, next, next yeah. week's episode. And we'll talk about the Hollywood stuff let's and we'll just it, talk, we'll just leave movies and, and, and video yeah. games here. I think that'd let's be just good. Talk some, yeah. Let's talk some pop culture next week. All right, let's do it. Perfect. Um, Derek, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at cinephile84. Um, I think I've maybe accidentally denied some friend requests because they look kind of <laughs> shady. So if if I did, just re- come back at me. It's fine. I'll add you. It's all good. Um, I am at uh, at Derek underscore nickel on tweets on tweets, and my Facebook is. I've decided to keep it private. So there you go. Right on. And you can find me uh, all across social media at Asan the DJ. That's at A-H-S-O-H-N the DJ. You can find me on my website at Asan.com. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at weeklyregular.com. Derek, thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely, man. I'm. It's always one of my favorite times when you ask me to do this. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we will see you next week.